Happy Aloha Friday, everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Ties at Sunset. I am Ty. Aloha, I'm Mai. Happy Aloha Friday. I set the intention that we are going to have a lot of fun and we're going to share a lot of really good stories. Hopefully, I have a really good delivery on some of the stories that I want to share. So you guys all enjoy it. So just an update on the storm. Everything was fine. Actually, surprisingly, it only flooded in a couple areas around Houston, but it was actually okay. And everybody seemed to fare well. And people were asking me what I eat during a storm. And I was like, I like kimchi ramen. <laughs> I like I like chips and salsa for sure. Um, and Rice Krispie treats. So yeah, but right now I'm um, gonna I'm have I have a bowl of pasta staring at me. Mm-hmm. But speaking of food, yeah, I have some fun things again that I'm gonna share that my mom brought for me. Um, one of them is what I talked about last time. It is the Foodlands um, salt and vinegar wings. Mm, yum! <laughs> and the bag is open. And the smell of the vinegar is. <laughs> <laughs> Did that just make you choke a little bit? Oh my god! It's it's very um, strong, potent. But um, let me see if I can find a drumstick. They're mostly wings, but there's a little drumstick in here. Here, I'll show you. Thai. See, this is what it is. These little things, which we call drumettes, right? Mm. Drumsticks, little tiny I baby guess. drumettes. When you called it drumettes the other day, I was like, no, no drumettes. <laughs> anyway. They just make me feel like like little baby chickens are running around with no legs. So, I mean, it, it looks like fried chicken, but it is coated in, um, it is coated in vinegar. So, I mean, like Yum. I said, the recipe is simple, your favorite fried chicken recipe. And then just baste yeah. it after it's cooked with your favorite vinegar. So you're eating drumettes and I'm eating pasta. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Are you seriously going to eat? No, I'm just going to take one bite. And put that down. She, she, she took a bite. Mm-hmm. Ginger's looking at you. She <laughs> is <laughs> highly concerned about the chicken. I see that. And she's like, "Are you going to give the rest to me? I'll take care of that." Nope. <laughs> no crinkling bags for you. Okay, and I have one more thing. <clears throat> my mom brought that. And my mom bought me this. Wow. Kona Coffee Dark Chocolate Macadamia Nuts. I Ooh. know. There are these little... I'll just take one out. It's a very crinkly bag. I'm sorry. But these little round. So it's like a perfect little bite-sized chocolate bite. But on the inside, I'll write it. I don't know if you can hear that. But there is um, a macadamia nut. A really tiny macadamia nut in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, full of chocolate. Full of chocolate. But yum. that dark chocolate with the coffee, it just makes it yeah. even more rich. When I make a chocolate cake, mm-hmm. I will put a little bit of um, espresso in my chocolate cake recipe just so it makes it like a richer chocolate flavor. They seem to go well together. Doesn't necessarily go well with vinegar chicken, but... Yeah, I imagine that does not taste like completely <laughs> compatible, but I would not I would not recommend that pairing to like anybody. But they're both delicious on their own. <laughs> on their own. Yeah. Well, this weekend, this past weekend we celebrated my niece's my youngest niece's first birthday, and that was really fun. The land is really coming together. We have mowed everything out. We can go all the way back 13 acres, drive around. There's cattle, there's everything. Like there's just so much wildlife back there. Are the cows still coming through to your side? Well, we found out where the down barbed wire is, and so we're going to fix that. But they're not coming over right now because our next-door neighbor actually was riding around on his horse. So he gave my nieces a, a horseback ride. Wow, that was and nice. And he gave us some cheese. So his family is from Argentina, and they make homemade cheese. And so they gave my brother's family some cheese. And I actually went up to... um kind of like help a little bit and so I got to try the cheese and it was like really good so did you learn how to make the cheese good times no but I think eventually I will learn to make the cheese just because they're next door and they're very really like they're very nice and I also want to ride some horses so Mm -hmm. uh, if I get an opportunity to go over to the neighbors and ride some horses I'm like completely down with that yes I know just live in the southern aloha dream right now southern aloha I love it I think that has to be the name of your it's fun your little um new 
crafting business and um, your pickled mango business. <laughs> Whatever else you yeah, do. Yeah, the pickled mango. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Hey, I made another batch of them pickled mango, and it's it's pretty good. <laughs> Did you eat the other one? It was pretty good. Yeah, all the, the other one's gone. Like, I ate it all. Really? Basically. Oh, my God. So good. Have you tried my um, my pickled mango martini recipe that's on our website? No. No, not yet. <laughs> You know, I don't drink a lot, so it's going to be a minute. <laughs> well, you just don't have to put so much gin, but I liked it better with gin than I did with vodka. The vodka has okay. too much of a flavor that it didn't, to me, it didn't work. But I, I love well. gin, so I'm just biased, I think. The longer that pickled mango sits mm -hmm. in the fridge, the better and better it gets. Like, they start to shrivel a little bit, and they're super crunchy. My mom bought, like, a ton of green mango, but she has not made the sauce yet. Oh. So I can't, like, make more. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to make you more. You better hurry up before so they good. ripen. I know. She was like, well, I'll just go buy more. Because all year round we have green mango. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be, like, something that we can't source. But, yeah. But they do ripen fast. You got us hooked. We're hooked. Mm -hmm. Well, my other recipe for your ripened mango also very nice vinegar, shoyu, black pepper, super easy. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna eat it anyway. Um, but yeah, had a great weekend. Lots of stuff. Did lots of stuff. Ate really great food. Um, I went to Uchi in Houston. Had like a complete like omakase meal. Mm -hmm. So if like you ever come to Houston, I'll take you there. It's uh, it's a little pricey, but it was very very good. And I think that's where I'm gonna end up going for my birthday this year instead of the melting pot. I love the melting pot, but I don't know what that is. What is the melting pot too? The Melting Pot is a fondue restaurant. A lot of people don't like it because the meal can take three hours. Mm -hmm. But I absolutely love the cheese course. They just melt a bunch of cheese in a pot. They give you all the fixings like bread, carrots, broccoli, cauliflower, and uh, Granny Smith apples, green apples. And you just dip and you eat cheese. And then you your next one is can be a broth or it can be an oil. And you get like different kinds of meats and, and you know, proteins and vegetables. And then you get the chocolate course, which is like everybody's favorite. Mm -hmm. You get like graham crackers, sprinkled, rolled marshmallows, Oreo, sprinkled marshmallow. You just get all the things. Cheesecake, brownies, strawberries. And let's say you have your whole group. Is it one pot for everybody or do they make a bunch of small ones so that it's around the table for everybody to reach it? It's it's one pot or two pots per table. And uh, usually you, if you have two pots, you don't have to agree on the same cheese. So they have like fiesta style cheese, which you can do like it's almost like queso. You have a Swiss, pure Swiss cheese. That's melted. But my favorite is the cheddar mm -hmm. because cheddar, they put like a little bit of a stout beer in there or um, like a lager. And then they mix garlic with pepper and Worcestershire sauce with the cheese. And it's just it's just on point. It's like chef's kiss. Oh, love it. <laughs> Speaking of storm, like what you want to eat in a storm. I love a fondue. That's actually our traditional what my family and I, we make um, for New Year's Eve. Oh, okay. So my mom, nice. my, I think it. You know, it's a Howley thing. My dad's Howley. So she always made it for him. And it was kind of a special thing. And we'd have that with uh, more wine because in my mom's recipe, she does like Swiss and uh, Gruyere and something else. And then uh, a lot of white wine goes in there. Oh, yum. A Gruyere uh, kind of cheese is like such a good cheese to put on a um, grilled cheese sandwich. Mm. Yum. Like Triple yum. I had some really good cheese this weekend. A friend of mine made a, a charcuterie board for me, and uh, we had, like, some really exotic cheese, like cheddar with chives and onions. Or there was um, a truffle manchego and a uh, – what was the other one that we got? It was, like, a, an aged gouda with garlic in it. It was just weird, and they are like, all different colors, like green and – bright red and I was like I don't know how I feel about dyed cheese like, it just <laughs> makes me uncomfortable but it was so good so good it was it was very good I I will admit yeah yeah charcuterie also really easy to do in a storm when you have limited time that you can uh, grab things out of your refrigerator and then you know you're trying to eat things from your refrigerator very easy yeah and crackers usually before the power goes before out before the power goes out for sure so you know, I'm thankful that just like Hawaii, sometimes we do get lucky and we just miss it. But there's actually three new storms out there that are like heading towards the United States. So we're going to just keep an eye on it. 
We're only halfway through hurricane season. So yep. lo and we behold, should actually here we go. Talk about those those tips again. Yeah. Oh, I had an adventure. I went to okay, tell me about it. White Plains Beach. Okay. Although I thought it was called White Sands. Or it's called Barking Sands. I don't know. It's in Barber's Point. It's actually right behind the Costco in Kapolei. Yeah. Like, I remember Barber's Point being so far out in the boonies, but the way Kapolei has been built up and spread out, it's now right there with it. So um, it is a former Navy base. But the beach is still gated and they close it at night. And I um, have to go back and I have to say, remember how we say all beaches in Hawaii are, um, there's no private beaches. The military actually does have beach that's theirs that you can't get on because you can't get to it. Mm. And you actually don't want to get to it if they're running any kind of drills. (laughs) And things are exploding. It's not safe. Right. So they do have gates. I mean, you can't really get to a military beach if they don't want you to. They are gated off, huh? They are gated. Like, uh, yeah, all the military bases are gated. But this one, because the gates still exist and they just open it up and it's open to the public, um, it's all clean. And they have like a picnic area and they have a lot of parking and they have a nice um, bathroom facility, shower facilities. There's a... Um, I think that there's a store that you can rent things from and buy things from. I'm not, I didn't get a chance to go in. I didn't have time. And, um, you can see all of Waikiki out to Diamond Head from Kapolei. And that's actually one of the scenic points. And I actually did a video. So, um, maybe this will be, that'll be the video for this episode. It was a little, um, speaking of stormy, windy, there was like a big rain squall out there that you can see hovering over Diamond Head, and then it moves out in front (laughs) over the beach where I'm at. Really? Yeah. So there's. it seems to be a really great beach for surfing. The waves, the sets were all very consistent. They didn't get Mm -hmm. really big. Um, There is a mix. I mean, I read some Yelp reviews. A lot of people are scared of it because they think it's really a beach for locals. But um, I didn't actually see a lot of locals there when I was there. It was, I thought it was a lot of military personnel um, and just people because Kapolei is, you know, so spread out and there's such a new young community of families that live out there. It's not really mm-hmm. safe a beach, I would say, for um, swimming with small children. It, it drops off pretty deep, pretty quick. And uh, there's a lot of reef out there. To make the nice surfing swells. Mm. But, um, you know, if you just want to go sit on the beach, the sand is clean. And I I was actually really impressed at how clean it was. And there's no... That's awesome. I hate to say this, but there's no homeless at that beach. We have a serious Uh, homeless problem. In fact, um, there are some beaches that I want to go film and I don't want to go there because of the homeless that have kind of taken over some of these beautiful beaches. It's um, really kind of unfortunate. So if other states, if you want to come visit Hawaii, make sure your state isn't one of the ones that keeps sending your homeless problems to Hawaii because we don't Mm -hmm. have the resources to help them, unfortunately. And a lot of them need mental health care. It's really very simple. Just, Please. They just don't have the space. We also don't have the land space. There's no place for them to go. <laughs> there isn't. And the sh- you know, you're taking away from our own local population that needs it. You know? Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that need the shelter space. They're the ones we're trying to transition. And then when other states start inundating our services that are just so overwhelmed already, I mean, what can Hawaii do? We're the most expensive place on the planet to live, it seems. Yeah, it really is expensive to live there. I don't, uh, everybody always asks me, like, why'd you leave Hawaii? And I was like, it's so expensive if you're on a single, if you're a single person trying to live like in a certain area. I mean, yeah, a lot of people make it when they're single and they buy like little condos and stuff. But I wanted a house. I want land. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't have like a multi-generational family that lives there. You know, I got some family Mm -hmm. but it's not the same you know yeah 
I, I wouldn't be able to afford to live here if it wasn't for my own multi-generations of family <laughs> that came here when yeah. over 100 years ago, a few hundred years ago. It depends on which, which family member. It takes a village. Definitely does. Definitely does. Oh, so let me go back to um, the Barking Sands, White Sands, White Plains, whatever you want to call it. The beach out at Barber's Point that's out in what I consider Kapolei now because... It's literally behind Costco in Kapolei. Um, they have Navy, um, they have beach cottages. And so if you're part of the Department of Defense, they have one, two and three bedroom beach cottages that you can rent on the beach in this um, area. Very affordable. I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be open to the public. It might still be in transition. So just keep checking their website. Um because I think you may not need that Department of Defense connection um, in the future because it is okay. a decommissioned military base. And uh, the state of Hawaii is not, I, I don't know if they've taken full management of all of the facilities because it, it's a lot. I know that there is still Navy housing there. Um, and the last time, and I did just check. And I couldn't figure out how to rent it um, if you're not, if you don't have that Department of Defense connection. But they're advertising it actually on the radio saying that anybody can rent it. So mm. I just can't find the website for it yet. So uh, I'm sure it's there. If I find it, I'll post it. But I mean, affordable vacations and they're well-maintained, cute little Hawaiian style little bungalows. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All of our military bases actually have a lot of perks. A lot of these um, facilities, like uh, vacation rental cottages around the state, um, mm-hmm. and so if it's really worth looking into if you have those connections because it's very affordable. It makes making a visit to Hawaii very affordable, and they're on all yeah, the it islands. Does. I mean. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't look into it or they don't take advantage of it. But, I mean, I, I didn't rent anything on, on Bellows Beach because I didn't like that they didn't have air conditioning. But the Halekoa Hotel is, like, nice. In Waikiki, yeah. Yeah. Right in Waikiki. That was, that was, yeah, but I always wanted to stay in the bougie hotels, so. My my father had, um, he retired from the Air National Guard. So I grew up with a military ID. I actually had access to go and use a lot of military facilities um Mm -hmm. and parking in waikiki at fort derussi was something that i used a lot once i was a driver because you'd want to go to waikiki with your friends and nobody wanted to pay for parking so just know all military personnel if you got some you know somebody with a military id the parking is the cheapest at fort derussi yep and I, or I lost that when I got to Use the spa facilities. Use the spa facilities at a hotel. And then you can validate your parking. Unless you're going to go, you're planning to shop, then definitely park someplace that you're going to shop at because they'll validate your parking. International Marketplace, Royal Hawaiian Shopping Center. Yeah. And if All you know where you're going to spend money, call the store and ask them where they validate for their parking. Mm, good call on that one. Because sometimes they'll they'll help you out. And um, the military bases, I mean, I, I used to golf all the time. So I loved golfing at Kaneway Marine Base. I think if you have the opportunity, um, Barack Obama used to golf there all the time when he visited. It's a gorgeous golf course and affordable. <laughs> Not that Barack needed to save some money, but... It's a gorgeous golf course. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like all the presidents spend too much time golfing. They do seem to. Bi- I haven't seen Biden do that yet. Maybe he used to. He He's really. Maybe. I think there's just so much that landed on his plate when he took office. He hasn't had time. You know, you notice <laughs> it's towards the end of their term. Like year one yeah. is they, they come in hot. You know, we've got plans. We're going to do this and this and this. And then... I don't know if he's got plans, but definitely a lot on the agenda. Yeah. For sure. And he's dealing with a lot and he's doing his best. But, you know, there's a lot of people that make these decisions. It's not just him. 
and uh, welcome to fall um, in Houston and Katy and Patterson and all the areas surrounding Brookshire. All the places we actually dipped down into the 60s and 50s at night and the mid 80s during the day with a light breeze and so it's actually kind of bearable outside. Our summer did not last very long. It didn't. It didn't. And um, I feel like it's kind of the same. It's just been more raininess here in Hawaii. It'd be, it's crazy. It's blue, blue skies. And then all of a sudden this one cloud will come rolling over (laughs) and then it dumps rain. And it's not like a light rain. It's a heavy rain. Um, And I've actually been trying to get some rain footage and it's really hard when it rains for all of five minutes. You know, I, it's so dark. It gets so dark. It looks like it's going to rain for half an hour to an hour. And then all of a sudden it's blue skies in five minutes. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> you know what? I don't know. I think whenever I was in Hawaii, I always like knew it was going to rain in the afternoon. So I'd always tell people like there's afternoon showers mm-hmm. every day in Hawaii. So people were just like expecting that. Especially on the windward side, for sure. Or if you're anywhere near um, mountains. If you're near green tropical rainforest, it's going to rain every day. (laughs) Every day. Yeah. Kaneohe. (laughs) Kaneohe for sure. (laughs) Yeah. That's why it's so green there. Yeah. Definitely uh, on the windward side of all the um, Hawaiian islands. Kauai. The entire island of Kauai looks rainy. (laughs) It all looks tropical rainforest. One part that is um, in Waimea where the canyons are. And it's crazy because I have been closer to... The Grand Canyon than I have ever gotten to um, Waimea Canyons. Wow, that's funny. The Grand Canyon is something else. I have taken a couple helicopter rides into the canyon, and it's just, it's mind-boggling how how much there is, how big it is. But um, they were all, I went one time when it snowed in Las Vegas for the first time in like 10 years, Mm-hmm. And so the morning of my helicopter flight, the Grand Canyon was covered in snow for the first oh. time. And it was so amazing and it was beautiful. And it was just a really special moment, at least for me. The person I went with, I don't know if it was that special. But it was really fun and I enjoyed it. Um, but it was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. So. We were actually there kind of at the same time. Yeah? In Vegas. Yeah, I think we were only like uh, – I don't know. I was there right when it started to snow for the first time also in like that many years. We were there the day before it snowed and then we were there a couple of days after. So we were there at the same time. That's so weird. How did we not know that? I don't know. (laughs) I do remember you telling me you were going to Vegas or you came back, but (laughs) that just shows how different our lives just kind of came that close together and then passed each other. Probably passed each other in separate casinos. (laughs) Doubtful. I would have noticed. I would have known it was you again. I think you're pretty recognizable. It's the hair. Unless you're my daughter. (laughs) She just walked right past me. Yeah. Who like just walks right by you. Like that's pretty funny. (laughs) But yeah, things are good. Getting good. I love fall. Fall is like my favorite time. October's like the best month, I think, because it's just like on the cusp of like getting cool. And then you have Halloween that comes up. The holiday season. So it goes Halloween and then Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then New Year's Eve and then it goes I'm so excited. I'm so excited for the holidays. I'm so excited for like winter time because I can layer and dress up in all my jackets. And I'm like, you know, you bust out the cute clothes then cuz it's not so hot when you wear them. <laughs> I love that stuff. I love dressing up nice. I'm excited for Christmas cuz there's an account on TikTok that keeps popping up and I think it's like tempting me, but it's like Christmas is only like 80 some days away and then it's like starts playing all the Christmas music and I love Christmas music like and just 24-7 Christmas music sounds good because mm-hmm. um, it's just happy and full of joy and they keep showing all these like Christmas hacks and like things you should make and like little crafts and I was like this is this is getting a little out of control like I still got two months to figure out present shopping like I'm gonna keep my list tight this year like I'm not gonna get crazy and try to get everybody and their mother a gift I don't know like, if keep it tight. your family can handle any more gifts it sounds like the move they have yeah, we so much, much crap. stuff like, we have so much crap yeah I know I'm trying to downsize too so I, I that's like the last thing is I don't want things I want like experiences so like food things are amazing yeah. you know things that you don't have often um 
like those Big Island Candies cookies <laughs> or also this. Um, I think it was a rum. Fla- it was a rum infused maple syrup that my aunt had in California. And I was like, I'm thinking I'd like to get something like that. And Costco did bring something in that I should have bought and I didn't and I missed it. So I'm going to keep my eye out for something like that. But, you know, things that are experiences, um, even if it's uh, going like I really want to go do this tour at. Um, I think it's the it's going to be at the at the palace, the Iolani Palace. I think it's on Christmas or something, but it's um it's like one hundred twenty five dollars per person. And I think it's a nighttime party with a dinner or something like that. Oh. I remember looking You'll have into to give it. us more details. Yeah. So that's something I'd like to do. Things like that. You know, Ren Fair is coming. So I'm excited in two weeks it starts again. So I'll have some Ren Fair stories again. Um, definitely going all out with my costume this year. Got some friends going. Family's going to go dress up. Everybody's just going to be dressed up. It's going to be great. And hopefully the weather is cooler. But this year they're being more restrictive, especially with their employees. A friend of mine who works there was like, you have to be vaccinated or you have to have a COVID test every day. Mm. If you work there. And then um, another thing was like, they're going to be very restrictive on how many people are there. And then you have to wear masks, I think, inside buildings, which. Because, I mean, there's like 40 to 50,000 people a weekend or even in a given day, they can have 30 or 40,000 people. How big is like this whole Ren Faire area? Is it like the size of like Disneyland? It's pretty big. I would say, yeah. Yeah. And so they have an area for rides. Do the rides, are they built? Are they just like, like, um, regular fair kind of rides? Like in Hawaii, we have a 50th state fair. Is it those same kind of rides? They're not actually mechanical. They're actually all human powered. Oh. Or they use gravity. Yeah. So there's actually like no like machinery involved in any of their rides. It's basically like somebody's pushing you or you're pulling yourself or they let go of a switch and then you like end up flying. Like it's very much trying to stay true to like medieval times where you're not using electricity to power these rides. There's axe throwing, there's like use of bows and like all kinds of things. Knife throwing. Okay. There's even leapfrog, like where you put like a rubber frog uh-huh. And then you hit the thing with a mallet and you try to get it into a lily pad. Stuff like that. It's just it's just cheesy, but it's fun. And then there's like petting zoos and then there's like horse rides, elephant rides, camel rides. I don't ride animals. But do they do like reenactment like things too? Like plays and they performances? They do jousting, plays, performances, musical performances with like older instruments. And they have regular instruments too. But And then they do like skits. They have some really great comedy shows that you would love. And they, I mean, and they do the jousting. And it's so special because it's only a short time, right? It's only like a couple of months. It's two months. Two months, yep. Yeah. They have themed like weekends and at night you can go to like a special like dance sort of thing. But it's really like an excuse to get drunk and like just be silly. (laughs) They have campgrounds. They have cabins now that are themed they just have a lot. They're, so they're doing a lot more. So people can stay there, like, for yeah. a weekend or something. Yeah, absolutely. And are they open yeah. on the weekdays or it's weekends only? Weekends only, except for the last weekend. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. So I'm going opening weekend. So if you see me out there and you're listening to this, please look for a pirate with lots of tattoos. <laughs> like, that's all I can say. Uh, they won't find you. You're going to have a mask on or something. Yeah, I will actually. I'm gonna be wearing like a cover over cover my face, but you know, over your face, maybe an eye patch. He'll just gotta find you with the one eyeball. No, I'm actually gonna do like a full blackout of my eyes. Like I'm going to like put like I don't know if you've seen the 100 or you've seen like I don't know like Viking sort of like pirates who have like super dark eyeshadow, but it goes like all the way across their face, okay. like right around their eyes. Yeah, I'm going to do, like, some really dark makeup. A friend of mine told me I need to get, like, some kind of, like, setter. Like, you know, you spray it and it sets the makeup so it mm-hmm. doesn't come off. And I was like, man, this is a lot, a lot of work. <laughs> I'll be yeah. afraid to touch my face. Yeah, don't get sweaty. 
Yeah. Oof. You gotta wait till it's we'll colder. See. And then it won't sweat off. Maybe. Maybe. I just I, want to look cool this year. I want to try something different. I want to be like more, like, like just darker. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like darker, badass pirate thing. Well, yeah. sounds like fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited to report about it. <laughs> I'm just excited every year that it comes around. It's a great time. And what you else know? is happening? Turkey leg. Turkey leg. <laughs> is there a vendor? No, the, I mean, there's turkey legs everywhere. <laughs> That's went, the thing. That's like the thing to get. It's the thing to get. When I went to Disneyland with my child, uh, when we were doing the college thing, and uh, so adamant to get a turkey leg. And I was like, really? It takes more than two of us to eat that whole thing. And so many, um, like, I want to say, like, muscle build kind of guys, like, they were walking past and they would stop, turn around and say, hey, where'd you get that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was, and we had walked the entire park uh, and the other one. You can one. only get it in one place. It was only one place. It was by the um, the Mark Twain, that boat. Yeah. You can get it. You can get it there, the and you can also get it on a cart, like right on Main Street, like when you get close to the castle. They'll have them on a cart, too. But you're yeah. right, over by the Mark Twain Mark sort of Twain riverboat, riverboat thing. Yeah, there. I didn't see it on Main Street. We had been looking. We had really actively been looking. You can find it. You should have just asked a cast member. They have to tell you where they are. <laughs> they have to tell you. They have to they tell absolutely you the truth. have to tell you where they. It's hard yep. to to find a cast. Remember, and then the time we were at, we were there, it was like summer. It was like the super busiest, stupidest time to go ever. <laughs> and yep. um, they were so busy and inundated. Um, that's okay. With people. We did find it eventually. Um, but it was like, you knew people were like sick of carbs. And they were just like, I'm sick of this sugary stuff. Find me some protein. And those are the guys that kept stopping and asking, hey, where'd you get that? <laughs> Yep. Whenever you're eating a turkey leg, like you somehow garner a following or gather a following of individuals, especially like big beefy people. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. So Red Fair's coming. Turkey legs, ahoy. All the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm excited to take pictures too. I think this year is going to be a little bit better than last year, mm-hmm. but we'll see. So, um, it's October, and I am starting to see all the things for Halloween coming out. In fact, I had bought an entire thing of Reese's Cups ready for Halloween because, you know, it was early, and I didn't think I was going to go out to, like, um, I don't even know where I was, and I bought it. I think it was at, like, uh, Target, and I was just like, oh, it's a giant bag. I can put this in the fridge, and it'll be fine till um, Halloween. It's gone. It. My last Reese's Pieces got... Reese's Pieces, Reese's Cups, I'm sorry. It got eaten um, a week ago. And uh, I'm, I was talking to my family members going, why? Why did you guys eat it all? There's nothing for the children that might show up. But they all argued. I can't argued, trying to hold on to them for that long. Like, Even my mom took like a big Ziploc bag. She took some of it out. And so she still has it in her fridge. Yeah, you can always go steal them from her. Yeah, but anyway. You can, have, you can get more candy. I actually have to go out and buy more candy, even though I don't think anybody is going to trick or treat again because of COVID. I even have, yeah. I haven't, I haven't even heard about like the malls. All the malls used to do like a safe trick or treating event for children, and they would set up kind of things. That was um, past my kids' time, so we never got to experience that. But there used to be some really great streets that would be like they would be wild. Cool. Wild. Yeah. The houses, the decorations, the projections on people's houses with all the Halloween movies, the scary music blasting, whatever they had. And all the adults would be dressed up. It would be like a party for adults. <laughs> I got invited to a block party in Hawaii when I was there and I liked it. I mean, yeah, all the adults were like completely wasted and the kids were just rolling in candy because they would go like get full size bars. And yeah. I was like, this is going to be really bad in the morning. They kind of do, I think my brother's church did like some kind of drive through trick or treating. Mm -hmm. So there was a bunch of cars that would like set up and the kids would like, so you set up a bunch of cars in the parking lot and then you open up your back tailgate and then like, because everybody in Texas drives an SUV or truck Uh and then they would just like go from car to car and they would have prepackaged like 
baggies of candy that they made with, you know, like all the parents are making them with gloves and everything. We all have masks on or whatever. And then we give mm-hmm. them the bag, to, you know, the kids. So I like doing that. I mean, at least, you know, it's like people, you know, who are giving your children candy. Yeah. Instead of like people you don't know who could be in like injecting it or something. Because there was that problem. Like people were hiding needles and injecting weird stuff into the candy. and Yep. Yeah. So I'd That's rather do something safe with. with my nieces anyway. We all grew up with those. Wow. evil people who would do horrible things to candy for children still alive still alive and kicking somehow we survived it yeah we survived we should make we should make t-shirts that say like um (laughs) we survived our childhood i grew up in the yeah my childhood was unsafe but i'm still here or something like that yeah no babysitters (laughs) no i didn't have a safe word yeah latchkey kids it was pretty much like, um, like my that, candy like, was like that show, Stranger Things, how the kids were just running wild and, you know, all yeah. night long bike riding home. Yeah. Doing yeah. whatever they want. Nobody cared. Parents were too busy. I'm going to I'm going to confess something. I actually just started watching Stranger Things. Oh, doesn't is it, that what it make you feel? Yeah. Stranger Things. What's it called? It takes you back. Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah, it it does. I mean, like the music is good. Like I I remember wearing a polo shirt that had like it was made out of like terry cloth or whatever and <laughs> you know, the color combinations are awful. Oh yeah, especially when the girls go shopping. Wait, which season are you on? I'm on I'm only on the for, first like the fourth episode of season 1. Like I'm not even even close to moving up right now. Like Okay. I'm having a hard time getting through it already. I'm like, all right, all right. But it's like, my, my brother said it's like a version of the Goonies. And I was like, oh, okay. It kind of that. is. And it gets better and better. Well, it was fun. It was fun. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Because, I mean, I'm trying. Because everybody's like, why haven't you seen it? That's blasphemous. And I'm like, I wasn't interested at the time. Well, I wanted to do something scary to, like, kick off October. Because it's Halloween month, which is my favorite holiday. Do you have a short scary story? No. No. You only have a really long one? Um, well, I don't know if I should do this one or if I should do like something like a personal experience. Personal experience, go. Personal experience. Um, I have when I, okay, so the first time, actually, I've always had crazy experiences since I was a kid. Um, when I was little, I, my mom was in the shower and I was walking. I was a toddler and I was walking and I somehow escaped the locked door, which I didn't have the ability to open. But I escaped the house and I walked out into the middle of the street. Oh, shit. Yeah. And my mom had to come out in a towel to grab me. <laughs> I can see your mom and doing she that. Didn't, she didn't. I guess she heard the door open. And yeah, I used to see things like all the time when I was a kid. Um, I have memories of um, hanging out with the Menehune, going on adventures with them. Menehune. Tell us yeah. what that is. So the Menehune are the mythological little people of Hawaii. Um, they have, they've built things. In fact, I went on a building adventure. They were building a tunnel. Um, they were, I, and you know where I think it was? It was uh, my neighbor back in the day had built a bomb shelter and um he was i guess it was open because i was down there in this bomb shelter and i was with the many hooney and we were like hanging out yeah we were doing something i think we think they were building helping to build it they were building an underground tunnel nice yeah it was weird um, I've also had dreams where, or visions or experiences, mostly out of body experiences. When I was a kid, I never wanted to be in my body. I was always astral projecting, always. Like I remember I would walk home from school and my astral body would be jumping on along on the, the, the poles, you know, the light poles. And I'd be dancing up there from light pole to light pole. And I've had friends who would come by me and they would say, do you need a ride home? And then I wouldn't respond. They would see me the next day and they're like, we tried to talk to you, but you were like, your head was down and you were just walking. And I'm like, oh yeah, my body was a puppet. I wasn't in there. (laughs) I was somewhere else. Wow, that's creepy, my. 
My body was a puppet. Like, why did you say it like that? My body was a puppet. I was just making sure it went where it needed to go. But I was, I was up playing. I would, oh, flying. I would fly all the time. I was so good at flying with my astral body. I still am. I haven't been able to do it as much. I think too much is on my mind. When you have too much on your mind, it keeps your body, your your astral body, in your body. That's less fun. I see. Less well, fun. Something scary when I bought, um, so it was this house that I bought, uh, away from my parents. It was the first time I moved out and I bought my first place and it was like the worst house in the best neighborhood. There was like horrible graffiti on every wall. Um, there was holes in the walls. It was damaged, but it was cheap. And I was able to, to buy my first home at a very young age. Um, worked my butt off to fix it up and paint over everything. I mean, paint heals a lot. Um, yeah. But I had an experience. There was like flickering lights. Um, there was... I started to have um, weird experiences. One night, I had had friends over and um, I had gotten really drunk and I went to bed and I laid on the bed and I knew that I was drunk and I was just trying to sleep and then all of a sudden my body started to bounce off of the bed like something was jumping on the bed like a trampoline to the point where my body lifted completely off the bed (laughs) and I was like what in the world is happening and I said, I'm up, I'm up. And I get up and then the bed stops. And I look around, wow. nothing is there. So I lay back down. And then a few minutes later, it happens again. And I, I'm woken up again. This time I'm like, okay, I don't know what's happening, but now I'm sick. So I get whatever is in me out, drink a lot of water. And I eventually go back to bed. Um, I remember lying there and I was drifting off to sleep and all of a sudden I was sitting now in this room it was daytime not nighttime and there's a bathroom with a double vanity and the counter connects in between and I was sitting on top of that counter in between the two sinks and I was watching this guy where he fell down collapsed on the carpet in front of the two sinks and started to um, violently shake like a seizure. And mm-hmm. then the girl was freaking out, panicking. So I'm seeing it from her point of view, but I'm also feeling what he's feeling. And like, I'm stuck on the floor at the same time. And basically they told me that he died of a drug overdose. And he was the guy oh. who was haunting my house. And he was afraid for me. And he told me that he was worried that I wasn't breathing. And that's why he shook the bed to help me to make wow. sure that I woke up. So huh. not all, not and all maybe it's are bad. True. No, yeah. they're not. They're he was not. a nice guy. I feel sorry that he he may have died like that. Um, I'm trying to think. After that, he. I mean, after that, and I got to I guess meet him, who my ghost was. Um, he would flicker the lights in the kitchen when I was like cooking or something and be chopping vegetables, and I would literally say. I really need the light on. Can you can you not do that? And then he would stop. Or it would stop. Hmm. Did you ever just talk to him? Yeah, I would talk to him randomly throughout the house. But the only time that I visually saw him was that one time where he showed me that vision of, I guess, his death. And then yeah. his girlfriend. And I kind of, you know, being a local girl, she was a hopper girl too kind of look similar so I think maybe I reminded him of his girlfriend yeah possibly yeah yeah but he did wake me up and he did he did get my attention and he you know <laughs> that's hilarious though yeah, he saved your life he saved my <laughs> life but he bounced my body off the bed like I don't know how he did that <laughs> and he jumped on the bed he might have jumped on the bed yeah like he full might body have. slam yeah it was like, wake That's up, hilarious. wake up. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't scared because I was so drunk. <laughs> I was like, what the, what the F is happening? <laughs> what is this? Was anybody else in the house with you at that time or no? 
Oh yeah, I had my um, I had a bunch of friends there. They oh, came they actually to you? check on me. I uh, I did have oh. uh, friends living with me too. Okay. But um, cool. Yep. You survived. My I survived. Survived. I'm a survivor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was that was. We survived like... a lot of things. We've survived <laughs> so many things. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it, I really want to make a t-shirt. <laughs> I survived my childhood. Like during, no, during Halloween, like just be like, I used to eat strangers candies during Halloween. Like, <laughs> and I'm still here. Like something like to that effect, because we never worried about getting candy from a stranger. Didn't your What's parents the take it from you? A- did they take it no. from you and examine all your candy? Oh, see, my parents did no. that. They didn't trust that <laughs> I could look. Not at it myself and then there would be like I guess, this pile yeah. that would be like nope these are suspicious and then they would all go in the trash i mean it's so easy to seal stuff now like everybody has like a vacuum sealer and like yeah now all it's, the things it's, i mean it gets scarier i just don't understand why people would want to harm children uh you know that's a good question and we will not delve into that one <laughs> no we can't we can't i've had a like a supernatural experience so I was in, um, I went to school in Virginia for my first degree out of too many. And I was doing a tour of like old houses and I'm thinking, oh yeah, these are great. Like lots of history, love, like, you know, all the rooms and the decorations. So I'm like walking in and the, and the hostess or who's like taking us around, you know, the tour guide, she's dressed in the time period clothing. Right. Mm-hmm. So more of like a Victorian era clothing. So my friends and I are walking and we're like listening. She's droning on and I decide to stop in like kind of the sitting room or library or whatever. And it had this long mirror like over in the corner. I was like, oh, this is nice. So I just like peruse some of the books. I like touched a couple things because I like the books. And then I stopped in front of the mirror and I was looking at it for a second and I saw this woman like in another room behind me Mm -hmm. so like down the hall behind me and I was like oh she looks nice like she you know like all done up in her stuff and then I turned around because she just looked she like looked up and looked at me and I was like oh okay well maybe I'm maybe I need to catch up because the group had moved on to another room so I turned and went to another room and and she was talking the the guide was like talking to me and da 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 and I was like you know there's a woman who's like really dressed really nicely, you know, high collar, the jewels and everything. And I was like, who's that? She, does she work here too? And she goes, what other woman? I'm like, wait, <laughs> like, no, I meant like, there's an, there's another person working, right? She's doing the other tour. She's like, no, I'm the only tour guide here. So what woman, what does she look like? And I was like, well, she looks, she's pretty. She looks really well put together. She's wearing kind of like a high collared white sort of dress with like accents. And she goes, you mean that person? And I turn around and there's this portrait of this woman. Mm. And she was like, she used to be the owner's daughter who died because of a disease. And I was like, maybe. And then, you know, I tried to see if like, maybe like I saw her portrait from the other room or something. And my friends are like, are you okay? And I'm like, I think I just saw her and then you start looking at the portrait and you think the eyes are like following you and stuff and I was like I need to leave like, I was like can I be excused you know but um the the guy did say like later she was like yeah she shows up sometimes but she's super nice and she's friendly she's not she's just interested in people who like see her or mm-hmm. and I'm like okay well you know what maybe I touched her favorite book whatever said my piece and I was like thanks for letting me visit and I was like deuce it you know I was out I was out I was like down the street back to the car wow because I just I don't want to bring somebody along with me like I'm a guest in her house I was like I'm just a guest sorry but apparently she's she makes an appearance all the time so she just in, chooses yes. yeah in Hawaii um I guess what do I say I see spirit activity is is kind of a big deal here in Hawaii. And I really feel like it's the volcano being so active that 
there's just a lot of energy here. Plus, there's like over a million people who live on Oahu and there's a lot of people who've lived yeah. here and died here. And of course, that's just going to have um, a, it's just going to add to it um, there. And then so many stories are told all the time that I feel like it gives more energy when you tell a ghost story yep. to keep it going yep. to it's like batteries, you know, and if you stop telling the story, I think then the stories will fade, but the energy is still there. And, um, I was going to say that when you encounter or you go someplace that you're not sure of, um, I always say jump into the ocean, you know, you want to get all the way under your head, all the, you know, got to go all the way under because something yep. that's purifying about the ocean with the salt water is it's going to detach anything that might have attached to you, any kind of energy that you might have picked up. And sometimes it's not an entity. Sometimes it's just an energy um, of a place that can attach itself to you. And it's true. Those can become if you give it attention or energy, it can get it can grow. It, it can get bigger and it can start to do things. So. You know, just keep that in mind. Other than that, if you don't have an ocean nearby, <laughs> um, my auntie, who's the, she's a kahu. Um, she sees more ghosts than I ever have and knows how to deal with it. And I have a lot to learn. But one of the things she taught me is you wash your, before you enter into your house, you wash your hands and your feet. And usually you do this like on an outside exterior water pipe or something, you know, like where you'd have your okay. hose attached to outside. So if I'd been someplace that I felt uncomfortable, I would just always rinse my feet and my hands. And then you let the water drain and then you make sure that when you, you don't step back into that water. Yep. That I think I saw formed, you do that a couple of times. Yeah. So, and then you look and if you, the puddle forms something like hands or legs, or you see a face, then that's definitely the entity that was attached to leaving you. And that's when you run away in terror. You just don't touch it. Absolutely. You, you just don't touch it. And uh, you make sure that you step over the puddle and then you take a full shower. You know, you wash everything head to toe. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, mm -hmm. we'll continue on with some more stories because now that I think about it, it's easier for me to tell stories instead of try to read. Yeah, something. trying to read it. Yeah. I know. I just have yeah. notes here. I have a bunch of really good ones, but we've got three cool. um, three episodes that will air in October, and uh, I want to have some fun stories for the entire month. Yep. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of My Ties at Sunset. It's been an absolute pleasure, and thank you for tuning in. Check us out at MyTiesAtSunset.com, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and anywhere else you enjoy your favorite podcasts. And thank you again to all the patrons. We love you. Until we meet again. Ahoy ho!